Lord. Good morning and welcome to New Life. I'm Pastor David Kufall and we are so glad that you can join us this morning. And we just glorify your name. And so, um, praise the Lord. I think I got to silence my phone here um, because of the folks starting watch parties. And that's awesome. Um, go ahead and do that. Um, get everybody on your, li your friends list to be able to see and hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We want to be able to go ahead and share a wonderful message with you this morning. And so again, welcome to New Life. And um, we want to just share the love of Jesus with you today. You know, um, with all this lockdown we've been going through and having to have so many services online and being able to see my friends preach, it's been great to see. And in fact, I wore a tie for one of my friends today in solidarity with him. He had just lost his father not long ago, so I decided I'd wear a tie with him because he's always just a shirt and tie guy. And so I thought I'd join with him this morning and say my way of saying I'm with you and I love you and I enjoyed the message I heard earlier. It's been great to see more and more ministers, especially young ministers, are calling for the church to move back to the simplicity of the biblical message of the gospel. This is very encouraging. The modern church has gotten so far away from Jesus Christ and Him crucified. They've switched for feel-good messages that have no power to change lives. So today, I'm going to talk about being faithful, being true and faithful. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the word that you gave me today and for everybody who's at home um, listening to the podcast or watching on Facebook Live or YouTube. I ask you, Lord, that you would bless them and keep them, that, Lord, you would just um, come around them, Lord, with your love. Let them feel your Holy Spirit through the word today. And Lord, if someone is listening to my voice today and they don't know you as Lord and Savior, Jesus, that today would be the day they would give you their heart. I thank you for your anointing on this message from through your word and by your Holy Spirit. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My friends, we need to be true to the gospel message. You must be born again. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This is why preaching Jesus and the message of the cross is so important today. It is the place that Christ won our salvation. It is the central theme of the gospel that Jesus came, was born as a baby in the manger, but grew, had his earthly ministry, but the whole Bible and all of world history 
centers on what Jesus did for us on the cross. It was there he sacrificed his life so you and I could be saved. And of course, three days later, he rose from the dead. It's not all about the it's all about the cross. The resurrection is proof that Jesus is who Jesus is. Do you understand that? The resurrection proved that Jesus is the Son of God. God loves Jesus. God the Father loves Jesus because he laid down his life and that he also could take it up again. We need to be we need to be faithful to the word of God. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Greek says all scripture is God-breathed, which means it is the word of God and thereby infallible. And it is profitable, it goes on to say, for doctrine. All we believe, teach, and do must be based squarely on the Scriptures. For reproof. Now this word reproof is, means this. It proclaims the use of the Word of God in setting direction. For correction. That word there refers to restoration to an up right state for instruction in righteousness this presents the bible as the only guide for such instruction that the man of god may be perfect refers to that word perfect there means men and women will grow in maturity in jesus christ that's what the word that's not doesn't mean you don't sin anymore because we're all still earthbound when we finally get to heaven, we'll be totally sanctified. We won't have to worry about sin anymore. But this word here, perfect, means that we're growing in Christ and we're coming to maturity. And the only way to become mature in Christ is to get into this word and do what it says. Can you give me an amen there on Facebook? Just hit your heart button or your thumbs up button if you just liked it. If you really liked it, give me a heart button there. Amen. Come on, we, 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 need to, we need to return to the Word of God and start saying, hey, I don't want to hear fluff no more. I want to hear, thus saith the Lord. I want to hear something that's going to challenge my life to live for Jesus so I can mature in Him and walk in that perfect walk in Jesus Christ. And verse 17 finishes this, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Properly understanding this part of the verse understands the word which then produces the good works. We understand the word of God and once we understand the word of God, that produces the good works. Our faith in Jesus produces our good works. Our faith in Jesus is not what gets us saved. I mean, our good works is not what gets us saved. It's our faith that gets us saved. Believing in him. We are, we, we are um, by, by grace, we are saved through faith, not of works, lest any man could boast or can boast. It's the Word of God that sets us free through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit making this Word real in our lives. Does that, 
Can you, can you grasp that? This is why we need to be into the Word. We don't want it said of us over in um, 2 Timothy 4, 3-4 this, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. This tells us that the reproving and rebuking must be... Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I just skipped <laughs> verse 3. Sound, sound doctrine here pertains to overriding principles. The salvation of the sinner and the sanctification of the saint... And we find that the cross is the answer for both and is only the answer for both. So many churches today have taken off the cross off their buildings from outside and inside their buildings. You, you, you tune, tune in and you see modern look behind them and, and it looks cool on TV and it looks cool on Facebook, but it's missing something. And, and I'm not being... For, for my friends who have that in their backgrounds, I'm not being uh, um, judgmental. It has nothing to do with that. But if we're not lifting up the cross somehow, and we don't have the cross being presented somehow, let it be done in our preaching of God's Word. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. This refers to people who have ears that itch for the smooth and comfortable word and are willing to reward handsomely the man who is sufficiently compromising to speak it. Hearers of this type have rejected the truth and prefer to hear the lie. Oh, this is how I know that Jesus is coming soon is because this is a sign of the end times. This is why so many of our young people have left church, is because they want to hear the truth. They want to hear what God has to say. They want to see the power again of the Holy Spirit in the church. And that only can come when we are unified and we're lifting up Jesus Christ and we're lifting up His Word and we're faithful and true to His Word and to His message and who Jesus is in our lives. Verse 4, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Those who follow false teachers not only turn away their ears from the truth, but, to, but see to it that their ears are always in a position such that they will never come in contact with the truth. And shall, be, and shall be turned, it goes on to say, and shall be turned unto fables. If it's not the message of the cross, if it's not you must be born again, if it's not Jesus Christ and Him crucified, then it is all fables. Let me... Um, Turn to 1 Corinthians real quick here. And I just want to read you one verse out of that. 1 Corinthians, let me see here. 1.18 says, First Corinthians 1 and verse 18 says, listen to this. For the preaching 
of the cross is to them who perish foolishness. Spiritual things cannot be discerned by unredeemed people, but that doesn't matter. The cross must be preached just the same, even as we shall see. But here's the rest of the verse. Let me read the start the verse again. But the preaching of the cross is to them who perish foolishness, but to, unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. The cross is the power of God simply because it was there that the total sin debt was paid, giving the Holy Spirit in whom the power resides latitude to work magnificently within our lives. Oh my word, how can we downplay the cross then? Uh, Jesus, the Bible says that yes, it would be offense to those. That's why that's what some of the preachers are afraid of. They're going to offend somebody with talking about the blood and the cross and the nails and and the scourging and the piercing and the But Jesus said he counted it all joy. How can we go ahead and and, and not preach about something that the Lord takes joy in? Because he knew by dying on that cross, you and I would be saved. Wow. But Paul instructs Timothy in the same passage. Let's look here. Let's back up to verse 1 in chapter 4 of uh, 2 Timothy. I charge you, therefore. You know, um, this has all the weight of affirmation here that Paul is giving, legal affirmation that he's giving to Timothy here. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Should have been translated, our God, even Christ Jesus. But anyway, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick, that means the living, and the dead, refers to the fact that all believers shall stand at the judgment seat of Christ, at his appearing, and his kingdom, refers to the second, Jesus is coming again. That's what we're looking forward to. There's a, it's a fact. Jesus is coming again. I don't know when. I, I, I know where to, but I don't know when he's coming back again. But I know he's coming. And I believe because of the, the signs that we're seeing of our times, he's coming soon. Let's go on, verse 2. This is what he admonishes to do. Preach the word. Now, this refers to the whole body of revealed truth, which means the entirety of the Word of God. Be instant in season and out of season. Presents the idea of the preacher holding himself in constant readiness to proclaim the Word. And this is what Paul goes on to say. Don't just be... In, I just hear people say, be ready in season and out of season. But, I, but Paul goes on to say this. He says, reprove the preachers that deal with sin, both in the lives of his unsaved hearers and in those of the saints in whom he ministers. And he is to do so in, an, in no uncertain tone and terms. Then he says, rebuke. This is a suggestion in some case of impending penalty. But then Paul, I love this part, Paul didn't stop there. Otherwise, we just have mean preachers all over the place. 
And we don't need any of that. We've had that enough. My word, there's some on Facebook I wish they would get the Holy Ghost in their life. And I'm not talking about the preachers. I'm talking some of the responses I've been reading online. He says, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. This tells us that the reproving and the rebuking must be done with gentleness. As well, the long-suffering refers to gentleness that continues, even when the message is met with rejection. However, the doctrine is not changed even though it is rejected. So we, 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 we go ahead and reprove and we rebuke in gentleness and in, another word for long-suffering is in patience. Oh, you mean we've got to be patient with our brothers and sisters in Christ to get where we're at? Yeah. And if you think that you've got to be patient for them to get to where you are at, you need to get on your knees <laughs> and humble yourself. Because you know what? None of us are where we're supposed to be at yet. Let that sink in. Then in verse 5 he says, But watch thou in all things. Carries the idea of watching one's own life, ministry, and the doctrine which we are proclaiming. Paul goes on to say, endure infliction. Think about that. Endure infliction. Boy, oh boy, so many of us have been feeling that way because we can't leave our homes. We couldn't find toilet paper. <laughs> we have brothers and sisters around the world that are enduring real infliction. But to those who have lost a family member to COVID-19, we pray for you and we love you. For those who've, who are going through cancer, we're praying for you and we love you. For those who are going through financial difficulties because you own a small business or you've been laid off or whatever reason, we're, we're praying for you. Afflictions carries the idea of not allowing hardship, difficulties, or troubles to hinder one's one to carry forth one's ministry. It is sharp command given with military snap and um, curtness. We says, listen to this about what we has to say about this. How may, how we in the ministry of the word need that injection injunction today? What a softy we sometimes are afraid to come out clearly in our proclamation of the truth and our stand as to false doctrine fearing the ostr um, yeah 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 that word I'm, my my crew here is telling me how to say fearing fearing that they're going to look down at us and, and not listen to us and, and that we might lose some standing of our fellows the ecclesiastical displeasure of religious leaders so-called or even the cutting off of our immediate financial income he goes on to say this i would rather walk a lonely road with jesus than be in a crowd without his fellowship 
Boy, does that speak to us today, huh? And that's why I want to commend all the young pastors out there who are preaching the Word today and are not afraid to proclaim the truth of it. And I want to, I want to stand with the pastors on my district, the young men on my district who are proclaiming the Word of God this morning. Well done! And I know you're going to can't wait for Jesus to hear more than from your district overseer from Jesus to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Oh, I can't. But we can't hear those words unless we are faithful to the word of God. And then Paul says, do the work of an evangelist. In other words, keep trying to get people saved. <laughs> Make full proof of your ministry. Let me put it this way. Does it match up with the Word of God? Wow. So I challenge you this morning to get into the Word. Get yourself a good word-for-word -word translation of the Bible. It can be the Old King James, the New King James, or the NASB. All good word-for-word -word translations. Or now the MEV translation. Read it. Study it. And most of all, pray. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. Find out what God wants to do with your life. Isaiah 55, 6-7 says, Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call ye upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and He will have mercy upon him and to our God for He will abundantly pardon. Oh, praise the Lord for that. But let's get back to our premise that we need to get back to the simple gospel message of the cross because there is no other gospel um, under in the world to get us saved. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. I marvel... I mean, Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. I marvel that you are so soon removed from Him who called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some who trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Folks, there is only one way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me. That's the testimony of Jesus. He is God's Son. He is God Himself. He died for us. Why should there be any other way to heaven when Jesus suffered so much so we could be saved? Only the message of the cross has the power to set you and me free. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and the Bible says you will be saved. And I want to encourage you, don't listen to those who present a different gospel. Verse 8, And though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. 
as he said before, so I say, and so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Wow, strong words. The Apostle Paul is strong in his words. When he says, let him be accursed, somebody comes to you and preaches you another gospel than you have received. You know what he's saying? When he says, let them be accursed, in other words, he is saying, let him go to hell. Oh my. I can see some of the white-haired grandmas out there going, oh! But the only time, you know, this is one of those times you can tell Satan to go to hell because that's where he belongs. But those who are preaching a false gospel, who are telling you another way to get to heaven, and is going to wind you up in hell, you should be with Paul saying, "Get away from me! Just I'm just going to let you know, let him go to hell, because he's deceiving people." But you know what? Jesus would tell the Holy Spirit would tell us, "Pray for such a one." that they would repent and come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior instead of deceiving people would bring them to Christ. That's what happened with Paul. Jesus saw him, had mercy upon him, and Paul got saved. But, again, false doctrine. Let it, just, let it go and embrace the Word of God. Most of all, most of all, what I want to encourage you today is please the Lord. Galatians 1 and verse 10 says, For I do not, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Oh, my friends, let's not be people pleasers, let us be God pleasers. Brother Fonce, who was the pastor emeritus of my very first church, um, told me a lo long, long time ago, he says, you can't please the people of the church. All you can do is please God. Because when you have one crowd all happy with you, there's going to be another crowd in the church that's not. And you're never going to get them all on the same page, singing out of the same song in the, in the hymnal, because this group wants this thing and that group... Just please the Lord. And if you just please the Lord and let the Holy Spirit take care of it, you'll find the congregation is singing the same song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. So in conclusion, yes, I'm concluding. <laughs> let us use this season of isolation to get a closer walk with the Lord to return to the simple truths of the Word of God and to learn to be faithful to them. I believe if we would do this, we would see, that's, see what so many of us have longed for. Revival to come to God's church and a great awakening to come to North America. Let us pray. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for this word today. Let it be real in our lives. And Lord, for, as we go back and we study this word more closely, Lord, speak to us by your precious Holy Spirit. Lead us into all truth. Help us to be faithful into your word and into and, and our lives in you, Jesus. We thank you and we praise you for saving us. Holy Spirit, if someone is listening to my voice and they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, move upon their hearts today. Let them just simply ask Jesus to come into their heart. If you just do that and say thank you for dying for me on the cross and thank you, Lord, that you are now my Lord and Savior and you confess Him right now as your Savior and thank you, Lord, that you are alive sitting at the right hand of God the Father. If you just pray that simple prayer, He will save you and He will come into you and abide with you. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for touching lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to hear from you. Um, right there on Facebook, you can leave a comment in the comment um, part of the of Facebook there. And if you ask Jesus to your heart, just let us know that you asked him to your heart. If you did that, we want to send you a, a, a little book to help you understand your walk with Christ. We're not going to ask you for money. That's not the point of it. We just want to give you a book that will help you um, start reading the Word of God for yourself. And um, get your Bible. Find a Bible. If you have to go purchase one at Walmart or order one off of Amazon and start reading the book of John. Well, we love you. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Walk with Him and share the good news with someone this week, won't you? Well, bye-bye. See you later on.